Uh, happy Tuesday, my friends. Uh, welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. And this is the final division, final four teams that we're going to be previewing the off seasons for as we've done all 32 NFL teams after the, today's episode. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the AFC East uh, as free agency is somehow already underway. Like I, 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 I thought you couldn't negotiate with free agents until the 13th. But Derek Carr signed. I mean, Daniel Jones signed. We're going to be doing a whole pre free agency preview oh, episode tomorrow. I guess um, nothing nothing is signed. They, it's just stuff has been agreed to. I know, but you're you're not even supposed to be allowed to negotiate with free agents until the 13th. So, like, either the NFL doesn't care, or this should all it should all be tampering. No, I ain't heard some. I ain't heard nothing about it. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. It's just. All I know is that free agency negotiating was supposed to not be able to start until the 13th. So, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, this is our NFL offseason AFC East preview. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. We go live basically every single day, uh, bringing you guys the most up-to-date content we can. Also, if you want, can't, if you do happen to miss us live, check us out on our streaming platforms. Uh, the link is in, uh, in the chat on all of that stuff. Uh, we go live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Um, so can you check us out? I'm David Huffman, my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins, right there. TJ, let's just get right into this, and let's start with the team that actually was the weakest team in this particular division, the New York Jets. Uh, and their draft capital right there on the screen. Uh, they have a pick in every single round inside the seventh round. Uh, the notable free agents there on the screen, George Font, Sheldon Rankins, Connor McGovern, uh, Dan Feeney, Marcus Joyner, Quan Alexander, Solomon Thomas, Mike White. The legend that is Mike White. Um, they have negative $1.73 million in cap straight. Robin Sala, head coach, GM Joe mm-hmm. Douglas. I don't know how to pronounce their team president, so I'm not going to try. How should the Jets approach free agency and the draft? And let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. I'm just calling um, President Jaime. I have to hear his <laughs> President Jaime. I got to hear how his last name is pronounced before I yeah, attempt it. I, I didn't want to butcher it, so I figured it'd be respectful. Just uh, But yeah, President Jaime. Jaime. President Jaime. Um, but. <laughs> Let's talk about – so let's first talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation. So apparently he's talking – the Packers have allowed him to negotiate with. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think ends up happening here with this? So basically any team that trades for Aaron Rodgers, um, the Packers are basically asking for – I guess the big one is, outside of the draft compensation is – of that fifty-eight or sixty million um, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be getting, how much of that are you willing to take on? And if that is, I don't know what just happened to the screen, but if that, uh, so I think with Derek Carr off the market going to New Orleans. I guess that puts the Jets in kind of a kind of a panic mode. Well, 100%. Really. I mean, there's nobody. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If Derek Carr is not going to be your quarterback. I don't think you can go into another season with Zach Wilson as the only quarterback, legitimate quarterback on your roster. Um, I don't even, else really. Me personally, I don't even think they would. They should get Aaron Rodgers. I I, I legit think the the guy that they should get. They have the draft compensation to do it. Go see, hey, go talk to Lamar. Go talk to the Ravens. Yeah, i i would go I would go with him. I think he's quote unquote less of the headache between the two. 
You also don't know how long you're going to have Aaron Rodgers. You're going to have Aaron Rodgers for what? Two seasons, maybe? I think at max. I mean, you're eventually going to end up right back where you are now. Right where you are. Like and then no, and, no, no, no proven quarterback on your roster and holes all over the place. So even though, have, even though they do have a very good defense that they can really lean on, and they have and they have solid offensive pieces, it's just the 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 hangup is the quarterback. Now the whole I was listening to Colin Cowherd's show this morning because that's what I do when I'm at work. That's how I get through the night. I just the podcast that the the, the sports shows that they they play during the day. I listen to their shows at night. Cause I'm sleep during the day when they're on, yeah, yeah. And and Jason McIntyre, he's all he's a Jets fan. He's all like, should the Bears, uh, uh, Justin Fields out of that? I'm like, you had the chance to draft Justin Fields. True. Like like they, the Jets passed, had the chance. They, they, they passed on him for uh, Zach Wilson. Look how that's worked you, out. You exactly. So, I I don't know what the Jets. I don't know what the Jets should do. Like. Me, I, well, I already said it. Me personally, I would go out. The, I would go out the uh, Lamar Jackson for the simple fact that I know I'm going to have Lamar Jackson for a longer period of time than I would have Aaron Rodgers. I don't need a guy who's going to be wishy-washy with me in the offseason. Well, I need to develop a rapport with these young dudes and and this basically this whole new team. What I'm, but I'm I'm going to go do a darkness retreat. I'm going to go to Peru and get high off a drug and then I'm going to come into a season where we're going to struggle for like the first months. And then we're going to have to play catch up, like, which, which is what just happened. And yeah, it was too little too late for the, the green Bay Packers. And if I'm the jets, I'm not subjecting my young off my young team to that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing, I'm not putting Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis and CJ Ozama and Brees Hall, when he comes back, I'm not putting them through that. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. So if I'm the Jets, obviously the first thing that it's it's luckily for them, like they're not in the hole for a lot. Negative one point seven three million. That's because uh, I've seen some reports on some other websites that their cap space is actually a little bit more than that. Um, but that's the number because I go off of over. Uh, OverTheCap.com, which is how I get all of my cap space on every single team in the NFL. Um, but I have seen in the one from Pro Football Network, uh, it says they mm-hmm. have $15.9 million in cap space. But uh, I can't confirm that number, so I'm just going to have to roll with what the number I got on my screen. So, right. so Mike White Mike White was a good story for like two games, two, three games. Yeah, they do have a lot of they have a lot of players that could cut in order to save a lot of money and get back under the cap. Uh, mm-hmm. Carl Austin, Corey Davis, Lakin Tomlinson, Jordan Whitehead, C.J. Mosley, uh, Dwayne Brown actually retired, so he does not count towards their cap. I know Braxton, like- Barrio, uh, Braxton Barrios, five million, and then uh, Justin Hardy, uh, so could say two point four million by cutting him. Okay, so just the notable names on the guys that's free agents. I actually want to start with keeping some of those dudes and like I. Keeping who you can. I don't know how they still feel about Mike White. If they want to keep Mike White, it's not like they can't. It's not like there's a lot of suitors for Mike White out there. You no, feel I, me? I, I, I do not think that the market will be very high for Mike White. Because so, yes, he was a nice story, but he was never really all that good. And, it, and if I'm the Jets, I as much I, I might not like you might not win the Super Bowl with Mike, with Mike White. You're not going to win the Super Bowl with Mike White. But here's the thing. Yeah, he went away with Zach Wilson either. So, you know, that's the thing. And also, you got to have somebody who knows the team 
in the event that you don't get none of these guys. Like, if you miss out on Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson and Jimmy Garoppolo and whoever and whoever else is out there, Ryan Tannehill, who do, who knows what happens with him in Tennessee, you got to have a dude in Mike White who knows the offense, who seems to have who who seems to have a good rapport with the team. Uh, we all know the story about how what you call it. When they decided to go back to Zach Wilson, it was like, damn, the team was not with it. Then he gets benched for Mike White, and it, it was almost like a, it was a big pick-me-up. It was a let's go. We can do this now. So, and he, I would keep, out of all the guys listed, I would definitely make a priority to keep Mike White, and I understand that he ain't Sheldon Rankins, he ain't Quan Alexander, he ain't LaMarcus Joyner, but I got to have a dude who has a rapport with the offense. Yeah, especially if you especially if you end up swinging and missing because you'll end up trying to address quarterback in the draft, and you need to have somebody who's gonna. I, I'm not sure what they do with Zach Wilson. Um, so we talk about pre pros of free agency in the draft. I, I would act honestly. I would pull the trigger on Aaron Rodgers. I, I think I know he's a headache. I know as a as a Bear fan, you know all that all that stuff. But I I would I would make that decision. Like I would make. I think he would be. I got draft, Lamar. I, I I think he'd be draft pick cheaper as well. Like I, I think. Because you're going to have to give up two first-round picks first. in order to get Lamar Jackson. I don't think the asking price for Aaron Rodgers is going to be two first-round picks. I, I think he will come cheaper. No, I got to get no. I I got to get no. I got to go Lamar. I got to get Lamar. That's just me. It, it's nothing. It's not that I don't have anything against Aaron Rodgers as a talent. Like yo, as a talent, this dude will we will never see the talents of Aaron Rodgers coming to this league ever again. The guy is going to retire with a five to one touchdown to interception ratio. That's never going to be done again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his, like, his he's under the roof. He's um, what seven, eighteen years in. He doesn't even have a hundred career interceptions yet. Think about that. That's yeah. Uh, let's talk about how they approach the draft. So let's let's assume they trade for either Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. I, I still think that this team needs to boister up this offensive line. Um, yes. Because, you, you know, they that, have Makai Becton. Makai Becton has kind of been injury. Kind of, You can't really rely on him to be yeah. what people thought he'd be. So you, this mm-hmm. offensive line needs to be fixed. Like, you need to work on your offensive line. Half mm-hmm. the problem with the Jets, even though Dwayne Brown was very good last season, their quarterbacks are getting killed. Hmm? Murdered. You whiffed that left tackle. I hate to say it. Makai Becton was definitely – lauded and praised especially with the combine that he put up which we'll get into um but you can't stay on the field dude uh it sucks because he was lauded like he ran a sub uh, i think he ran barely a five a five flat 40 yard dash because he's six seven he's like damn near 400 pounds and he's moving and we were like yo you're not supposed to be that big and can move that like move like that. That that's just not that's not normal. That is not okay, in the sense of like yeah. But you can't stay on the field. So yeah, if I'm at some the, really super bad breaks, you know, some differences so here and there. So if I'm them at thirteen, I kind of gauge, I kind of gauge the uh, the first few picks. Obviously, I understand like you could be in the quarterback race for one of the for one of the four top four dudes. But at the same time, what good is the quarterback if he's constantly running for his life and he getting killed? Yep. 
So if, so if I'm them, if I'm them, I, I need my left tackle. I go get Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. I, I actually think that Peter Skaronsky will probably be the guy that falls to them because I, I think because Paris Johnson had such a strong combine, um, I think he will be the first tackle taken. I think the other, I think Skaronsky will be the guy they end up with, as long as they don't have to give up this pick, obviously. I mean, I mm, see that's the thing. Like I, I, I don't know. I would you. Would you move up to try to get a Paris Johnson, or would you want to risk a Frank Pat? No, I think I'd stay Pat. I, I think I think Peter Skronsky will be as good as Paris Johnson. And Paris Johnson is just his stock is higher right now because of how he performed in the combine. Whatever and he's you a think, of, and 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 whatever you think about the combine and whatever you think about players' results, their draft capital stock rising uh, not astronomically because of the combine. That's mm-hmm. the thing that happens every year. Like Anthony Richardson might be the first quarterback taken now. Because of his combine, for real. Because like, of his combine. I'm not yeah. playing around like you. It's not even that. It's the fact that he did all of the, the drills during the combine and Bryce Young chose not to throw. Like, if Bryce Young chose – I think he should have thrown. I don't, I don't really know what his, what his camp is. Man, hey, my, no, my game tape is my combine. <laughs> That's true. combine. <laughs> uh, well, so, let's talk about top three priorities when it comes to the New York Jets. What's got to be the priorities here when they're in this well, offseason? We, what do we, they have to we, get accomplished? We kind of hit on we, we hit on two of them already, right? Offensive line, quarterback. Got to get yeah. those two. Right? This team was, what, two games out of making the playoffs? They, yeah, they, I mean, they, they were, what were they, 7-1 and one at one point this season? Or 7-3, and three, they got, something like that? They they got out to a great start and then they you went apart. through like you, Joe Flacco took reps at quarterback, Mike White took reps at quarterback, and Zach Wilson took reps at quarterback, and it was Chris, a revolving Chris, door. Chris Trevler took Chris Trevler took reps at quarterback, and <laughs> I like I legit remember what's his name Izzy watching the preseason game with the Jets. And he's like, hey, this Chris Trevler kid should be good. I'm like. If he if he's taking reps for the Jets, that means Zach Wilson is either hurt or has just been god awful. But he should which, not. Which, which is exactly what happened. He got hurt which and he was god awful. Like uh, Elijah, Elijah, but a lot of their decline also came with the fact that Elijah Barrett Tucker got hurt, and when Elijah Barrett Tucker mm-hmm. got hurt, their offensive line started to fall apart. Um, they have like Connor McGovern, who's their starting center, and Lincoln Thomas, who's starting left guard. Those are two guys you probably need to keep in free agency. Yes. Um, uh, off, yeah, so I also think you need to figure out the tight end position. I know Tyler Coughlin's there. I know I know Uzuma, Uzuma's almost there. They're nice, but I just don't think they're anything really over the top special. And I also think they could use another pass rusher, especially if they cut Carl Larson. I think that should be their third priority: get a proven edge rusher. Uh, Jeremiah Jermaine Johnson had a very mediocre rookie season. I okay. I would me. I would actually. I'm prioritizing everything offense if I'm the Jets. I understand like defense is defense is definitely needed. You have a defensive head coach. That's his calling card. I 100% understand your lot like your thought process behind getting the proven edge rusher. The the issue that you have out there is get the proven edge rusher how? Who you, like trade for who? Oh. Well, I don't, I don't know. Sorry. I mean, Fine, who, or, 
or sign who? Who like who's the premier edge rusher I mean, that's I mean, on the market I mean, right I mean, now? Jay, you, I mean, Shaquille Barrett might get cut. I mean, is Tampa Bay looks to make, free up some money. I mean, that's a guy that could be a, 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 essentially that's a plug and play. So, but, that's a lot of ifs. That's a lot of yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's I mean, but also I I would address it in the draft if I'm if I'm going edge rusher. I'm not going to pay. They don't have the money to pay for a guy to come. They in don't have the money to pay for, exactly. So, so you you you, so you got to you, you hit on this guy in the draft. Defensively, you that yeah, you might have to build this through the draft. Um, I think my third priority would definitely because you had some offensive dudes like Elijah. Oh, what's his name? Um, Elijah Moore. I mean, Elijah Moore. Like, you had two dudes voice their frustration, demand trades, and they're like, they got laughed at because it's like, dude, who are you to demand the trade? I don't know, an NFL player that wants that cares about my future. Because same like, same, same, cause thing Denzel, same thing with Denzel Mims. Like he requested a trade. Exactly. Like because yeah, no, I mean, according according to y'all, y'all say I can't play, but I can't play because my quarterback can't get me the damn ball. <laughs> like yeah, that's the issue. So that's me. That's what I would do. Uh, totally agree with you. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, moving on from the Jets, let's talk about the team that finished uh, second to last in this division, New England Patriots, who have a billion draft picks in this upcoming draft. <laughs> like, I don't I really understand how they project compensatory picks, but, yeah, they have a lot of picks in this year's draft. Uh, they got the 14th pick overall. They got some big-time notable free agents there. Nelson Aguilar, Devin McCourty, who probably will retire. Jonathan Jones was a – Pretty solid rookie there. Uh, Jacoby Myers, Isaiah Wynn, Marcus Cannon, Jabril Preppers, all of those guys were contributors to a team that was a you know, fringe playoff team made the playoffs only a couple of years ago. They have a bunch of cast base, 32 million. Bill Belichick, Pat Sullivan, Jonathan Kraft, team president. How should the Patriots approach free agency and the draft? Because they have a, another scenario kind of like with – we don't really know what – Mac Jones is Mac right Jones because he, so, was yeah, really, he was very good. He was very good his rookie season, and he kind of came yeah. down to earth a little bit this year. All right, so we had that's all. That's all I was going. We had one good season of Mac Jones, where did they make the playoffs? They were wild card team, right? His rookie yes. year. Yeah. So you make you make the playoffs as a wild card team. You got it, it wasn't a good showing at all. Again, the Buffalo Bills did not punt. That entire game. The only negative play the Buffalo Bills had in that game was the kneel down to end the game. <laughs> like that's yeah, that 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 that's Matt Jones's first playoff game. That's that's where that went. Um it doesn't it didn't help this season that he had no offensive coordinator. Right? Yeah. We, we we talked we talked at length about that. He had no offensive coordinator. He was he visibly his frustration was visibly voiced. Like we heard it. Like we got we got on a couple hot mics. We like really couple uh, couple hot mics. This this sugar honey iced tea ain't working. <laughs> like yeah this yeah. So this is really not a Mac Jones problem. This is a Bill Belichick problem. Yeah, I agree with you, and you know, and no one wants also, to hear that. It also doesn't help that when you look at the wide receiving core and the weapons on the outside. Joe Smith has been a complete bust as a free agent signing. Uh, Hunter Henry's been Hunter okay Henry. when he's, you know, when he's healthy. I mean, Jacoby Myers is a solid number two, number three wide receiver. He's not a number one. And you're you're making him your number one. Taquan Thornton had a solid rookie season on the stretch there. Um, spent. 
you know, maybe he could be a guy who you're, you're relying on. Devontae Parker is, you know, Devontae Parker at this point. Like, this is the offensive weapons on this team just are very lacking outside of the running game because Ramaji Stevens and Damian Harris, good one two punch. As good as it gets in the NFL, actually. As good as it gets. And you drafted a couple of tight ends, they didn't work, which is also why you went out and paid $90 million for two tight ends and Hunter Henry and John Lou Smith. And, yo, I was, I was bullish on those two signers. I was like, yo, that's going to work. That is crazy. I, I was this, real high on the Jonah Smith and uh, both of them, actually. I thought both. they would both fill in, fit in. Jonah Smith has been basically non-existent. Like, he, he can't get on the field. I don't know it's because he's not a great blocker and how, how poor this offensive line is in times. Um, but, yeah, but, this is – and Hunter Henry was touchdown dependent. He didn't give you anything when it, when it wasn't in the end zone. Well, here's the thing. Um, the – and I don't know why, but the New England Patriots offense has been documented as one of the most complex and complicated offenses to learn in the NFL. I don't know why they kept it like that. I would definitely have to like dumb it down for some because it's this stuff, like whatever you're doing, Tom Brady is not there to make it work anymore. All right, Tom, we, we talked about it, especially towards the latter end. Tom Brady made a lot of people look good yeah. in that offense. Yep. Tom Brady's not there. Mac Jones is not Tom Brady to the point where he can make everyone around him look good. Like at this point, with a third year quarterback, you have to put him in the situations to be successful, not the other way around. We literally saw them lose a game. No, they won a game talking about the Jets, they they won a game against the Jets where they scored. Didn't score to, they didn't, they didn't score, score a touchdown. touchdown. If it wasn't for Marcus, um, oh, what's, what's the fast dude? Yo, Marcus, Marcus Jones. Jones. If it wasn't for his punt return, <laughs> who yeah, knows they, how that they, I mean, they go to overtime and they potentially lose, but, you know, that was obviously taken out of the equation. Um yeah, I think with New England, there's some of the other things. So like when you talk about some of their cap space, I know they have a ton of it, but if they wanted to create even more cap space, um, you know, they also kind of need another guy <laughs> on the other side of Matthew Judon who could be a consistent yeah, edge sure. rusher. Uh, Hunter Henry <laughs> could be cut, 10.5 million. Trent Brown saved 6.5. Lawrence Guy, 2.8. Um, but this story begins and ends at the wide receiver position. They no. have to figure out what they're doing there. Here's the thing. So a lot of people give the Bears flack about not drafting well, not spending well. Y'all can't say that, like, we really going to give Bill Belichick that pass? I think he's gotten a lot of flack in the last couple of years of seasons for sure. Um, talking about his reaches in the first round no, and how things about, actually like, worked like, out. Like, how many, like, like, uh, how many? Like, like, Carson, like the, what is his name? Um, Cole Strange uh, was a wild reach that he was okay his rookie season, but, you know. Kyle I, Duggar, another guy who actually had a, he's had a pretty solid NFL career, but you know nobody thought he would he would be taken where he was end up taken. Exactly. So it's like how many how many draft whiffs has Bill Belichick had in twenty some years as the head coach? How I many? Kind of, a, a, kind of a lot, actually. How many bad free agent signings has the Patriots made in Bill Belichick's tenure? Kind of a lot, right? Yeah. Signings that didn't work. Yeah. So you can. That's the, like again, they get he gets a quote unquote pass because he's won seven Super Bowls or six Super Bowls rather with the Patriots. But 
that like no that's gone that's done like you, know, you, you can no longer get that benefit of the doubt you you now have to put Matt it's all about Matt Jones at this point yep because everybody's down and out on Matt Jones right now this is not a good season for Matt Jones and it partially wasn't even his fault again I'm I'm caught I'm getting offensive plays from a guy that was a defensive coordinator and Matt Patricia and a special teams guy and Joe Judge. None of those two dudes have offensive backgrounds. And then you go out and hire Bill O'Brien, which uh, I guess he's the only reason you hired him, not only because he's an offensive coordinator, an offensive guy, but he ain't gonna challenge Bill. He's a part like he's a he's a yep. part of the family. He's a part of the yep. family. So, so uh but let's talk. Yeah, so let's talk about the draft. So where where, where would you go? I mean, we kind of talked about wide receiver a little oh, bit. We have fourteen. Um, we have fourteen. I don't expect any receiver to go top ten. I don't. I do not either. So I, at that point, you have your pick of the litter at receivers. You got Jordan Addison. You got Quentin Johnson. I I think Jordan Addison is going to fall big time. You got um, it, it was some receivers I had good combines, but again, you cannot get too caught up on combine numbers they are I, I, I think jackson and jigbo will probably be end up being the guy that goes to the new england patriots if i'm being completely honest about it you, you got you're out there running in shorts and t-shirt like it's real easy to look good yeah shorts and t-shirt like that's why you sh- you got to pay but, more too but, but jackson and jigbo had a really good cone drill that's usually like showed his explosion uh that's usually a good sign for wide receivers i think he'll end up being the guy uh let's talk top three priorities when it comes to new england um, what do they got to prioritize this offseason? Uh, Mac Jones's development, of course. Mac Jones's development. Um, I think that 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 successor talk for Bill Belichick is gonna have that. That's gotta be have. That's gotta be had soon. I don't know how much longer Bill Belichick's gonna be there. So the 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 changing of the guard conversation. I I understand it's not a it's not an immediate need but well, it's one by of the, the time by the time the season starts next year he's gonna be 71. like how, de- how long does he want to continue being the coach here but it's definitely one of those i rather i rather start this process early than too late and he him retire and we not have him step down or whatever and we not have a plan in place and my third priority i i again i gotta i gotta get the whole offense figured out not just Mac Jones. Who's he throwing the ball to? Who's blocking? Isaiah Wynn struggled getting on the field, and now he's a free agent. Yep. Marcus Cannon's been there forever. He's a little getting a little bit older. Um, yeah, they need to revamp this whole. They did a good start with hiring an actual offensive coordinator. Was it Bill O'Brien? Offensive Bill O'Brien. Yeah. yeah, and he's an excellent. As long as you don't let him be the GM of your team, he you will be fine. Right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I agree with you on the priorities. I think the offense has to be totally revamped to figure out how you're going to run it. Uh, let's move on from them. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. One of those teams that was really a uh, head scratching team. They obviously sacrificed their first round pick in this year's draft out of some tampering stuff. Um, there were notable free agents Mike Kosicki, Teddy Bridgewater, Eric Rowe, Melvin Ingram, Eric Fisher, Duke Riley. Uh, they have negative calf space. The head coach, they, Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer. They cut Byron Jones. That saved. I don't know how so they, much. They, they they might be back under the cap now. That uh, Tom Garfinkel, uh, team president, Dolphins. How do they approach uh, free agency and the draft? And the conversation kind of needs to start and end. 
with what the status of Tua Tagovailoa is, right? Yes. So they've is, already come is, out. Is, is he going to be the quarterback for them next season, or is there going yeah. to be? Yeah, it's going to be him. Mike McDaniel's has already come out and said, one, we are not trying to get Lamar Jackson. Two, I fully expect Tua Tagovailoa to make a full recovery and be our quarterback, starting quarterback. Opening. I mean, but for how long? I mean, he's been. I, I mean, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. You never want to see a guy get the game taken away from him. But he's got to be thinking about that a little bit, right? I know for a fact, if it was me, I'd probably be done. Right? I, me personally, it don't make a. And if if that was me, I suffered. If I was to suffer two concussions in four days. If I was to get tackled on the field to the point where my, my arms and my hands and my fingers looked like they were full of rigor mortis and they were stiff like that, and I the last thing I remember from that night is getting hit. I don't remember waking up in the – I don't remember getting in the ambulance. I don't remember waking up in the hospital. I don't remember leaving the hospital and going home. The only thing I remember is getting hit. Yeah, I'm done. That's, um, that's just me. I, I would I, I would probably disagree with you. I, I think if I was – I think if it was me, I'd probably be willing to die on the field if I was an NFL player. So. My, okay, and that's cool. I used I, to I, think – that's, yeah. that's cool. That used, I used to have that logic, but then I understand – like, you got to understand this. The game – life goes on after no, I, the game. I, I, I'm aware. I just – I want to be able know. to enjoy – I want to be able to enjoy – I want to be able to enjoy the life I'm gonna have after I've already made my money in, in this case. Like I'm like the least you can do in this situation, if injuries take me out the game, and I gotta retire due to concussions, you can honor the last like you can do like the whole stretch provision thing and just honor my rookie deal. And yeah. once that's off, once yeah, you that's off, you gotta worry I mean, about you, you can retire him and then once you, you get the retirement stipend for for basically for life. Um yeah, so cut candidates, Byron Jones, four point one million, Jason Sanders, there's two excellent kicker uh 3.8 and Durham Smythe uh who's probably going to be replacing Mike Kosicki as their starting tight end next uh potential cap casualties I don't expect I think, them to cut Durham Smythe or I, don't expect it, I don't expect them to cut Mike Kosicki I think they tag him no way hmm. I they, think the yeah. tag, didn't they are didn't they I mean they just tagged him the season before so he's going to be expensive so? they, and they never used him he was basically never on the football I would be shocked so they gonna, I, I would legit be shocked if he was back in Miami next season. So they're gonna tag, they're gonna tag Mike Gesicki, right? Have, have they already uh, done that? No, they're going to. I That's don't my, think so. This is this is just me. This is my this is my prediction. They oh, tag okay. they tag Mike Gesicki. Um, I don't I I don't know what the the backup situation is in Miami. That's why you had Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was okay. Teddy Bridgewater win him a game. I mean, Did he, he win him a game? He, he, no, but he's a serviceable backup in the NFL. I mean, if you need him to just come out and, you know, not rock. Skylar Thompson was the guy uh, who would probably be their backup. Skylar Thompson looked okay in that playoff game that he was forced to start in. <laughs> so, Skylar Thompson will probably be the backup to Tua. Uh, Raheem Mostert is also a free agent. I have him on the list because they have a billion running backs on their roster yeah. already. But, um, so, uh, uh, if I'm them, and obviously we are in the, like, the – the um the first round pick forfeited it, it was from them trying to get Tom Brady and um yeah was it Sean Payton they were trying to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton to come to Miami and I guess they talked to them to 
early or whatever the process that process was. So yeah, you forfeited your first round pick off of that. Uh, you traded. No, you got Bradley Chubb. So you yeah, really so, don't. Yeah. So they 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 trade. They had a first round pick from San Francisco as part of the Trey Lance trade, but that pick ended up going to Denver. That ended up in New Orleans. And now you don't have a first round draft pick at all. No. So you. No. So I was. You said like the first thing is. To handling Tua, you expect him to make a full recovery. Cool. You already said we, the Miami Dolphins, are not going to try and get Lamar Jackson. Cool. More power to you. Me, I. <laughs> more power to you, for what it's worth. Um, I'm just, yeah. If you think I understand, like when when Tua was healthy, Tua was in the MVP conversations. Yep. And you were averaging basically 30 a game. We saw it. You were averaging like 30 a game. What uh, offensive priorities? I you don't like. Uh, I I would find I would have to incorporate my tight ends into the game. Like you cannot be a San Francisco descendant or disciple, I should say, and not incorporate your tight end into the game. Like, do you not see how the 49ers are using George Kittle? I'm not comparing Mike Gesicki to George Kittle. But I'm just saying, like, there is no way that you're basically running the same offense in I, Miami. I, I, I just know they didn't use Mike Kosicki a lot down the stretch last season. I I would be, I would be pretty shocked if he came back. And I also realize that I could be wrong. So, I think they tagged him again. I I don't. I, I would be. I, that would, would be an expensive. That would be very would be very a, expensive tag. This would, would be the I, second. I, this would be the second tag, right? Yeah. I think they let Mike walk. I think they either address tight end in the draft. There's a bunch of them that are good in this year's draft. It'd be better if they had a first round pick if they want to get one. But they can get a tight end who's not as maybe as not as talented or as light. I think Mike Kosicki, but somebody can do some of what he does for a fraction of the price. Yeah, I mean, what? I'm not, what I'm, 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 no, seriously, what, if if they didn't use him, what difference does it make who's that tight end? There you go. So, what it sounds, I mean, I mean, they, it sounds like they, they don't they don't use their tight ends. What, from what I mean, they, they, they did they did use Durham Smythe a little bit. He was probably their most productive tight end last season. Mike Kosicki just caught a lot of the touchdowns. He just didn't have the target share. So, uh, let's talk about uh, priorities. Uh, top three priorities when it comes to Miami. Well, it starts and you said it. it starts and ends with Tua. What good is it if he's not there? You all, all the moves you made were designated to put this young dude in the best place to be successful. And I understand it took a while for him to get there, but you, you hired a coach and Mike McDaniels, who the first thing he does is call to it and says, Hey, I believe in you. We're going to do this together. Brian, Brian Flores never wanted to. He wanted Justin Herbert. The issue was the GM wanted Tua. So you already had the GM head coach clashing over the quarterback situation, and we see how that played out. Coach lost, got fired. GM has his guy. Now the GM is doing what he's supposed to do to put the guy that he wanted in the best situation to be successful. You draft the Jalen Waddle. You trade for a Tyreek Hill. You go from that. You hire an offensive coach, Mike McDaniel. Boom. All right, let's hit the ground running. The issue that 
but you 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 gotta stay on the field to uh you gotta stay like you gotta be available. Yeah, so none, none of it matters if Tua Tagovailoa is available because they're not getting a quarterback. They're not getting anybody in free agency. Uh, Tom Brady's not coming out of retirement to play for the Miami Dolphins. No, uh, no, his daughter. He just got. He just bought his daughter a two-month-old kitten, so yeah. he he does not have the time to like. <laughs> oh, like, kid, but, kid, like kid, they, cats are pretty low maintenance. So you can do No, there there were like they already started the rumors of Tom Brady coming back today, and Tom Brady's like any like. No, I'm done. I, I, I saw that when I was like sort of working on my show. It uh, uh, they were like one of those shows we're talking about. I'm like, Tom Brady's not coming back. He's done. Tom Brady's not uh, coming back. He's done. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening with Miami. Let's talk about the final team in this division, Buffalo Bills. Uh, arguably one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL last season. Uh, the fact that they didn't end up going even to the AFC Championship game, and but they basically got beat down by the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals in that playoff game. Um, there's their draft capital right there on the board there. I think they have a pick mm-hmm. in every single round besides for seventh One, round. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, their six, notable yeah. friends are Mentz, Jordan Poirier, Roger Saffold, uh, starting guard, Jordan Phillips, Tremaine Edmonds, Dane Jackson, starting corner, Devin Singletary, starting running back, Shaq Lawson. They have negative $18 million in cash pay. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, uh, Kim uh, Pegula, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, She's the team president. Also, thoughts and prayers to her. She Pagula. suffered a cardiac arrest. Yeah, Pagula, thank you. She started a cardiac arrest like last month. Um, so she's yeah. on the pathway to recover. So hopefully she's doing okay. Um, how should the Bills approach free agency and the draft? Um, their notable cap. So if they wanted to cut, make some cap space, uh, the players that they could look to cut are Mitch Morris, uh, their center, 6.3, Naheem Hines at 4.8, uh, Darren Johnson, cornerback, four point three. Tim Settle, defensive tackle, two point three million dollars. Uh, their biggest team need, according to Pro Football Network, running back, offensive guard, safety, corner, and wide receiver. As um, Davis really didn't emerge as the number two wide receiver that people thought he would, based on that playoff game. Um, so they're still kind of looking for that second guy. I'm not gonna say they. I'm not gonna say he didn't emerge as the number two based off of one game. Gabe Davis. But, had that. He had a hell of a season. Like, if that's the case, they they need a quarterback. Josh Allen was not good in that game either. No, 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 no. I meant people thought he would take another step forward based on the playoff game that he played against Kansas City last season. So people uh, thought that he was going to take an immense step forward. That's what I meant. I didn't mean I didn't mean the game against Cincinnati. Uh, okay, then yeah, yeah. rescind that comment. Um, hold on, let me hold, wait, 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 one second. Well, considering coming off that playoff game, he had a career year this past season, um, 90, 48 receptions, 836 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's coming off a season where he had 35 catches, 549 yards, and six touchdowns. So he did step. He did take a step forward. He just wasn't 1,000 yeah. yards. Yeah, I mean, but no, he didn't take the step forward that many people projected him to take. He upped and, 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 and that has a lot to do with the problem that people saw that playoff game, and so they put these unrealistic expectations on him. Well, how big of a step did they want him to? I, to me, he I, mean, did. I, I, I he, think he a lot progressed. of people expected, expected him to be a thousand yard receiver, uh, he, ten touchdowns. He, he did progress, and like he did progress though. Like to say he didn't step forward, he didn't step up is just not true. He upped his catches by thirteen. He upped his yards by damn near three hundred. And and, like, and, he, and he didn't even play. He missed two games this season. And he so. missed two games. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm just saying, people thought he was numbers would be better than even even better than what they were. Like so, 
I think well, they put. Again, I, I think they put unrealistic expectations on him based on one playoff like, game. Like his in that one his his that second season, he only had five hundred some odd yards receiving with thirty eight yeah. catches. Yeah, thirty five catches. So if I'm obviously if the, the Buffalo Bills have they just can't get the offensive line right. The run game is non-existent. That that Chicago Bears game is an outlier. Like true. that, take that, <laughs> take that game away. Take that game away. The Buffalo Bills struggled running the ball. Well, we we talked about this with Christian and me and you and Izzy, like every week almost. Like Buffalo, Josh Allen was your consistently your leading rusher every single week, and you just can't win football games like that when you're having your when your your quarterback has to do literally everything for your offense. There's <laughs> yeah, like it's either it's either Josh Allen is incredible and you win the game, or he struggles and you lose, and there's very little in between. Or he's incredible and you still lose. Yeah. Which we've all with like which we've seen. All right. Like we've seen Josh Allen have the games of his life and they still somehow lose that game. Um so like they me personally, uh Jordan Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, so Tremaine, yeah, he's a safety, right? Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds is actually playing slide backer. You're thinking plays linebacker. I'm thinking of his brother. I'm thinking of the brother. The brother. Yeah. I don't see them losing him. And I damn sure to see them losing Jordan Poyer at all. I, I, I think that Jordan Poyer is going to take less money to return to this team. But and I think they'll Jordan, I think they'll find a way to so, convert a lot of his salary into a signing bonus, and he'll sign for like next to nothing. I mean, so he'll just get it all. So, but here's the which I bet to what they do with Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds too. I bet he signs a minimum amount of money, actual real contract, where he gets a, a, an absurd amount of money in signing bonus because that doesn't count towards the salary cap signing bonuses. So here's the kicker. Jordan Poyer has also come out and said he would like to play for a team where the state doesn't take half his money. I don't know about you, but New York is kind of expensive. Yeah, uh, there's, not, I mean, there's not that many. There's not that many states that they won't take half your money. We're talking like you could go to you could go to Dallas, or you could go to Texas, or you can go to Florida, and that's it. And no, 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 no. Not, 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 those are state. Those are states with no. Um, What's the word income I'm looking tax. for? Income yeah, tax. no, no, income. like there are states out there where they, they they take your money, but they don't take as much as a New York or California would take. Yeah, but you still, even if you go to a New York or even if you go to a Dallas or a Flor- or Texas or a Florida, you still have to pay taxes when you play road games. It only impacts your home games. Okay, pretty sure. That still have. That's 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 still. Yeah. That's still more than I'm still walking away more than what I am playing in Buffalo. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> <You> ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, I'm, seriously, um, uh, it's. Uh, I, don't but I, I, I I think this team's biggest need is a legit like three down every down running back. I think Devin Singletary and Naheem Hines and whatever else combination of Zach Moss or not Zach Moss, um, uh, James Cook, James, James Cook. Cook. Like those guys are they're fine, but you need a, a proven bell cow running back that can really run the football. Um, because they know they like they, they have no way of and their offensive line needs to be a lot better. If I'm the Bills and they're talking about draft, first I'm not letting Roger Saffold go. I'm resigning no. him, whatever it takes. And then I'm using you know, at pick round one, pick number twenty seven. I'm looking at if B. John Robinson's there. I'm taking the best offensive lineman available in this draft at center guard, whatever it requires. Or I'm going to take the kid from Alabama, the running back at Alabama. His um, uh, Jameer Gibbs. Yep, 
he had, a, he had an excellent combine. And the I'm problem that, okay, so in, I, the problem that you have with Jameer Gibbs is he's one of these smaller running backs. I don't think he's I don't think he's the, the, the running back that you need. Like I don't consider him a prototypical three down back either. Like that's fine. Like you're like you can be like when you're that size, you can be a three down back in college when you have the offensive line that Alabama has. Right? Like when, when you run where you can get five to six yards a pop before you even get touched. Yeah, you can be a three down back with that. Yeah, true. Like that's true. well, okay. So yeah, B. John Robinson, if he's there at 27, I don't think he will be. No, nah, whenever I, I, whenever I Dallas will, whenever Dallas is drafting and because yep. they they draft ahead of Buffalo, I'm pretty sure yep, that's where do. he's going. That's that's yep. where he's going. Totally agree with you on that. Um, and I think they're going to let all of their other running backs walk. So no, they're going to tag. No, they're tagging Tony Pollard. I think Zeke is going to get cut, and yeah, potentially they're going to go from there. But I mean, the if, other thing is they need to get on, back underneath the cap space, so they could do some signing bonus. I still think they need a number, a, a real, a, another wide receiver, number two. They need a slot, or, they need, or, they need or even, or even a number slot. three. I mean, they can't keep Dustin. They need off a three. Beasley. Yeah, they need a three. They need because I think I, I think Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. That's fine as a one-two punch. You need that third dude. And they have Isaiah McKenzie, who has shown moments of brilliance, and Khalil Shakir also mm-hmm. has moments where he's really good. So uh, Jake, Jake Kumaro, who's a solid player from Crystal Lake, right? Crystal Lake, I think yeah, he's yeah, from yeah, Illinois. Yeah. yeah. He is. So this is what I do. If he's like Aaron uh, and Aaron Rodgers' best friend, I, I agree with you. On, I, re, I agree with you on Roger Shaffold. I got to keep him. If I don't go offensive line with that twenty seventh overall pick. I call the kid from Boston College. I call Zay Flowers because he is perfect as a slot dude. I call Zay Flowers. I draft Zay Flowers with that 27th overall pick. And then in the second and third, that's when I, I get my offensive line together. I'm going to keep uh, – you already know. I'm going to keep taking cracks at offensive linemen until I get it right. Uh, same, thing with, same thing with defensive tackle. I mean, once Von Miller went down uh, at, the defensive, at the edge position, edge. like – but they have those guys they've drafted that just haven't really panned out or worked out. So well, those are another position you kind of have to keep putting bodies yeah, at. It was fine up until Von Miller went down when you just had to rely on Ed Oliver up the middle. Gregory Russo, Boogie Fred, Basham, Shaq and those, Lawson, right, and those, Epinesa. Right, and those, especially Epinesa and Rousseau, when those two dudes, because those are your edge rushes, when, when they can't generate pressure because the other team is like, oh, number 40, I ain't got to worry about him. I got to worry about him. Like, and, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily completely clear about when Von Miller is going to return. When did he get hurt? What week did he get hurt? Uh, I want to say because he pushed, he waited on that surgery. I want to say it was like week ten that he finally had that ACL tear. He's thirty-three years old. He was in the ACL tear. So he had the seizing ending surgery. Yeah, it was uh, on December seventh, twenty twenty-two. That so is late. It's March. It's already March. So if we're talking him returning, we're talking December. We're talking January. We're talking like the playoffs, like down the stretch for. No, what else? It all depends on when, how rehab and all that other stuff goes. True. And as somebody who's already been through this, is somebody who already has a better chance of getting a favorable outcome. Yeah. So because you had, remember, yeah, he tore his ACL like in like it's first. Wait, when 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 he had the surgery? Say it again. December seventh, twenty. December seventh. He had the surgery December seventh, right? Correct. 
January, February, March. So he's three months into the recovery process already. April, May, that's five. June, July, that's seven. August is eight. So preseason is eight months. Yeah. So if he busts his ass and he already knows what he has to do. So to your point, he's already have he already knows what to do. He just has to do it. Would I be surprised if we saw Von Miller back on the field in October? No, not at all. No, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> so which is still just enough time to you know, like not I ain't going to say save the season because that's October. And if you're a Buffalo Bills team, you're probably the favorite to still win the East, AFC East. And unless unless, unless something drastic changes the landscape of this division, Buffalo should be the favorite. Unless, you know, Aaron Rodgers walks through that door, Lamar Jackson walks through that door. Right. This is the question I have for you, right? All right. So we've seen Sean McDermott take this team to what? AFC Championship. Right, come up short, yeah, and then you lose. That wasn't what was that? Well, I mean, they so they went to the AFC championship game and then they lost in the divisional the year before, okay. and then last season they won lost in the divisional too. So, you, AFC championship, divisional loss, divisional loss. If Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills comes up short again, if it AFC championship, it's AFC like that's the bare that's the floor for this team, right? AFC championship. If they don't make the AFC Championship this season, what conversations are being had about Sean McDermott? I think some real because I mean they already out, they already scapegoated Leslie Frazier uh, this most recent season. Um, yeah, I think if they don't end up in the AFC Championship game, I think the Buffalo Bills might be thinking like, "Hey, let's let's make a change at coach." I think that's going to be a real conversation. Because, do you know the comparisons that? Josh Allen is, is is starting to get this early in his career. Do you know do you know who they're comparing him to? No. Philip Rivers. I can see that. That like he's big like, arm, you know, big arm, no, you know. Like not, not 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 just that, but it's just like the terms of who Philip Rivers because like the, 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 the joke about Philip Rivers or the knock against Philip Rivers is what? He can never get over the hump. Who were the humps? Tom, Tom Brady, Brady Peyton Manning, Peyton Peyton Manning big, big Ben. So it's like, damn, it's like he always ran into quarterbacks that were kind of better than him. So if you're looking at Josh Allen, it's Pat Mahomes, it's Joe Burrow. They better hope that if he comes across a Justin Herbert or a Lamar Jackson, that he that they beat them because then it's like, all right, what's, what, what are we really talking about here? Yeah, I mean that's been the, that was the knock on Philip Rivers' career. Could be end up being the knock on Justin Josh Allen's career as well. Yeah. Uh, let's talk let's talk priorities because we already kind of addressed a couple of them. Like, I think priority, priority number one, I think, is to boister up this offensive line and build this team through yes. the trenches um, because they were just manhandled in the running game against Cincinnati and against the and they were unable to run the ball. So they have to build this team in the trenches and they have to take some of this pressure off Josh Allen to be Superman every week. Yeah, and defensively. That that offensive line couldn't handle that Cincinnati front. They they just it they just couldn't. But then again, again, Bears game aside, excuse me, where they averaged nine yards a carry. <laughs> I, think, I, like, think that, I think I think that says more about the Bears, Bears. <laughs> the, the Bears defense than it does about the, the Buffalo offense for real. No, that's. Um, <laughs> 
like that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's just that game aside, you couldn't run the ball. Like I I was with y'all up until a certain extent of Josh Allen leading the leading the team in rushing. Like y'all were against it from from jump street. Right? Like it, that was not a recipe to win. And I just didn't understand I, I didn't I didn't understand the philosophy of it because it's it's not that they didn't even got it's not that they like couldn't run the ball. It's just it was most games they just straight up didn't run the ball. Yeah. Like they just completely went away from it. Didn't even try. Like if it wasn't a Josh Allen scramble or a QB keep. Or like if the Buffalo Bills run a read option, I already know that it's it's a higher probability of Just Josh Allen keeping yeah. the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So I don't understand. Like I don't know what they're gonna do in free agency. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do in the draft. But I, what I will say this: if not, if the Bears let David Montgomery go, boom, there's your three down back. If you can make the money, that's if you can clear the cap to sign him, boom. There's your not only like there's your three down back. He can he's a hell of a pass blocker, and he and, can and, catch and, out, and he can get out of the backfield. Yeah, and he really, and he can catch out of the backfield. I, I I did not expect the Bears to let Dave Montgomery leave though. So. I don't either, but <laughs> crazier things. Crazy, crazier things have definitely happened. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, the top three, Yeah, I think we're talking about priorities. We're talking about the AFC East. Uh, that has been our preview. I don't offseason preview for the AFC East, and like with that. We have preview of the offseason for every team in the NFL uh, just in time for free agency to start uh, tomorrow. We're going to be talking about our big free agency show uh, where we talk about some of the players that are going to be available. Let's uh, talk about some of the players that have already actually signed. As we talked, Derek Carr signed with the uh, New Orleans Saints um, earlier this week or even yesterday. I can't remember exactly when that was last week. Yesterday. Um, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And then, you know, we had Daniel Jones sign his massive contract, which I, I – I said, then I said, I said, I said, whoever gets signed, the other guy's getting tagged. And we both sat here and said, there's no way I'm giving Daniel Jones $40 million. And Daniel Jones got forty. million. We'll talk about him a little bit more tomorrow. But like, I, we talked about him last week when we did the NFC East. Like, no chance would I have given him that kind of money. He's had one good year where he was like even remotely startable. Like, he's making forty million. Like, I don't. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to be breaking all that stuff down tomorrow. Keep an eye out for that content. I'm David Hall right there. It's my co host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. And TJ, what do we do here at the Prime, my friend? We bring the heat, and the Philadelphia 76 are, are, are just manhandling the Timberwolves right now on TNT. <laughs> uh, we're going to be bringing think- the crossover episode on Saturday. Where we're going to be breaking down all the stuff going on in the NBA, especially that John well- Moran. Saturday, um, what time Saturday? Because I got a lot of uh, stuff to do Saturday. So it might have to be late. No, no, right, we can do it Saturday. It might just have to be like later in the evening. That's all. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, you guys all have a good night. Be safe out there. And you have a good night at work, TJ. I'll see you tomorrow. See you, man. Peace out, brother. <laughs>